What is up, everybody? I hope everyone had a fun weekend. Went outside, uh, got some sunlight, and not the light from the TV. Got some real, authentic sunlight. Enjoyed some time with friends and family. Got some good food. Hope everyone did all that. And if everyone, anyone's going through anything tough or like, uh, just they don't know what the final outcome is going to be, just meditate. Uh, you don't even have to pray because some people aren't religious, but just meditate. Kind of just think to yourself, think to some higher power, whatever you believe in, that everything will be okay. And just think about the long run and the the end goal. That's just That's just how I think. That's why I'm saying all this right now. This is literally just uh, my thoughts on life and my thoughts on growth and everything. But this is not a self-help podcast. This isn't a just like a podcast where I rant about my feelings. This is the Through My Eyes podcast where I talk about sports, basketball, football, boxing, tennis, whatever comes to mind, your boy's going to speak about it. Also, I speak about media. Uh, politics, anything that's just really big in in news, I'm going to speak about and give my thoughts on it. So without further ado, guys, let's get right into it. First news I'm going to be talking about today is the situation with Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons. The situation is, bro's already gone. He was traded earlier today to the Tennessee Titans for for a second rounder and a fourth round pick. Now, uh, a lot of uh, NFL players responded to that saying Julio's worth way more. They said like, "What? How is this possible?" like stuff like that. Whatever NFL I don't know the specific tweets that they said, but they're just surprised that that little amount um of trade equity can get you Julio Jones because those other guys were like, "Yo, we could have got Julio Jones." If that's what we were trading for them, for him. But the NFL is a little sus sometimes. I feel like you have owners that are buddy-buddy with each other. So they'll just give a player up for pretty much nothing. And we've seen that a lot uh, throughout NFL history. And that's what I think is going on here. Because Julio is worth way more than a second rounder and a fourth round pick. But now that man is on the Tennessee Titans. Playing alongside A.J. Brown. He has Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball to him. They have a very solid defense. Hold on, I'm going to take some water. Sorry, y'all. A little water POV for you. Back to what I was saying. Their um, offense is just so dynamic. Obviously, they have uh, the la- the King, King Henry, Derrick Henry, one of the most elusive backs in our game. He's pretty much a linebacker playing the running back position. Uh for a uh, freak of nature and now they have Julio Jones who is one of the best uh wide receivers of his generation so he's now on a team that can possibly make a Super Bowl run he was tired of Matt Ryan throwing him the ball Matt Ryan isn't really a deep threat uh QB Ryan Tannehill can uh throw through the seams and uh throw the deep ball so this is going to be a great fit for uh Julio Jones I believe and he's also next to A.J. Brown, who's a very solid uh, receiver, who's a pro bowler. I believe. He's a two-time, bowl- two-time pro bowler 
and he's like only three years into the league. So this that Titans team is going to be deadly. Now for the Falcons, they got like I said, the second round pick and the fourth round pick. They all they did get uh Kyle Pitts in the draft, of course. Uh the tight end that if they kept Julio uh had of course they have Kyle and um they still have Calvin Ridley. If they kept that core together, that would have been insane. But Julio didn't want to deal with Matt Ryan anymore and not and him not being able to throw the deep ball accurately. And they were literally in the Super Bowl, what was it, twenty seventeen and they had like a twenty eight three run. Everyone thought it was over. They were riding the Patriots off, but the Falcons just could not play defense on the Patriots, and the Patriots just went on a run and took the dub. I believe it was like 31-28 or something end score or something like that, but all I know is the Patriots took the dub in that one, and the Falcons have been on a downward spiral since then. So it's happy. I'm happy for Julio that he has finally moved out of there. All right, I pretty much took like three minutes talking about that. Let me move on to the next topic. Cam Newton has uh, failed to finish one of his practices. This was a couple days ago uh, with a foot injury. I don't think this is anything that big to worry about. The only reason I brought it up is because it is Cam Newton. He is most likely going to be their, uh, the Patriots' starting quarterback, even though they did draft Mac Jones in like the top 20. Cam Newton is their starting quarterback. They did sign him for um, another year. A good con, like I think, blue, like a 17 mil contract or like seven, 17, yeah, something like that. Let me look it up because I'm just like BSing. I'm gonna look up uh, my boy Cam Newton's contract for this year. Cam Newton contract, all right, yeah. I said he's making nine million this year, so props to Cam on that one. Um, but like I was saying, it's a minor injury, I believe, but they're not gonna have him just keep grinding it out through practice they're gonna let him sit sit down a little sit rest a little bit probably for a couple days let it heal up ice it up a little bit and have mac jones play with the um starting squad and out with the reserves so that's pretty cool for mac jones getting him some play time and practice uh in like the starting position but i i do believe they're gonna start cam newton um when it comes to the regular season and that's just because Cam Newton is the better quarterback at this time. Mac Jones is probably going to be a good quarterback in this league, especially under Bill Belichick. He made Tom Brady the GOAT. And obviously, I'm I'm not taking anything away from Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was, what, like a sixth-round pick? Belichick picked him up and shocked the whole NFL by putting him in one game for a uh, injured Drew Bledsoe. So maybe something can happen uh, this year. Cam Newton gets injured. Let me knock on wood. And Mac Jones becomes the quarterback because I don't want Cam Newton getting injured. I want to see Cam Newton go off. They got a uh, Bill Belichick went crazy this offseason. I've talked about that previously. Got so many weapons for the boy. Um, Hunter Henry, a uh, bunch of receivers, just solid pieces for Cam Newton that are similar to the pieces he had in uh, in Carolina. He had two big, he had a strong tight end in Greg Olson and he's used to um, having a pass blocker like like a, a he's used to having a solid tight end on his team and now he has Hunter Henry and is one more brother too but I forgot let me look I'm so sorry y'all Patriots new tight end 
Oh yeah, they oh Johnu Smith. Johnu Smith is fire. And then they brought in um Hunter Henry. So I believe they're gonna have a very good season next year with the additions that they made. So um next up, another Patriots player actually. Former Patriots wide receiver makes his perfect makes the roster for the Loomis LC of the Premier League. That is Lacrosse. He's 33 years old. Uh he planned on making his transition. I couldn't even read my own my own handwriting right there. He planned on making his transition to lacrosse last year when he was on the Jets at the end of the season. He only played a couple games. This guy uh, was a very solid player for the Patriots. Won a couple won a couple Super Bowls with them. So props on him on changing his career to uh, lacrosse and just being a multi sport athlete. That's that's pretty damn dope. Now we're gonna move on to the NBA. Um, two coaches have been fired recently. Uh, you could say part ways fired. Same, same deal. Same nonsense. Uh, Terry Stotts has been fired. Or him and whatever the Portland Trailblazers have parted ways. Have agreed to part ways, and I believe that's the best option for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Terry Stotts is a good coach. Uh, he's gotten Damian Lillard to the Western Conference, I believe, finals. I believe only once though. And with a talent like Damian Lillard, with a talent like C.J. McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic, uh, even Car- even an old Carmelo, the pieces they've had throughout the years, they should been able to do more in the playoffs, especially with Dame Lillard um, leading the helm. So maybe having a new voice in there will help a lot. Dame Lillard uh, mentioned Jason Kidd, but Jason Kidd completely rejected him, saying... I just don't really mess with the Portland culture like that. And, you know, what? let me read his full quote because I was going to write it down, but I'm like, yo, I'm not writing down that full quote. Uh, Jason Kidd's quote on the Blazers. <laughs> but, yeah, like I was saying, Terry Stotts is just not, was not the guy uh, for the tri- the Portland Trailblazers. And I hope they find their guy. I, If it's not Jason Kidd, who I thought would be a perfect fit, Damian Lillard's right. Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd is a former NBA champion, a multi-time all-star, one of the greatest uh, players, one of the greatest point guards this game has ever seen, uh, won a championship with the Mavericks back in 2011, I mean 2012. So this guy is legit, legit, I said legit, legit. So I understand why... Damian Lillard wants Mintz as head coach. But let's see what bro said. Okay, Portland is a first-class organization and will have great candidates for its head coaching job. But I've decided not to be one of them, Kid told ESPN. Whoever they choose will have big shoes to fill from Terry Stotts. Per Woj, it was Lillard's public support of Kidd that led him to withdraw his name from consideration, saying left Kidd feeling awkward about the situation. As for where the Blazers will go will go now in their coaching search, Woj says Bullock, um, Chauncey Billups is high on the list as well, as as well as Jeff Van Gundy, Mike D'Antoni, and Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard is a coach in Michigan right now. He'd be a very solid coach uh, for the Portland Trailblazers a good voice in that locker room. Chauncey Billups is another one, I believe. I don't I don't think Mike Dan Mike D'Antoni should say an assistant coach. His offense offensive schemes do not work. They're like corny as hell. Uh the Rockets never did anything in the playoffs. The Suns never did anything in the playoffs really. They're just a 
like a fun team to watch. Like they just shoot a bunch of threes. They're not even that fun to watch. It's just like they just shoot a bunch of threes and uh shoot free throws. It's not that exciting. Actually. So I don't want Mike D'Antoni as that head coach. I've ne I don't know about Jeff Van Gundy, but Chauncey Billups and Jawan Howard are my two leading candidates are who I believe should uh, get the job, especially Chauncey Billups. He's on the uh, coaching staff of the Los Angeles Clippers right now, but he deserves to be a head coach or even deserves to be in the head office. That dude is a genius basketball mind. Him, uh, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, and Rip Hamilton are the only ones that stopped Shaq and Kobe in the finals. They, He is a elite basketball mind. He was the head of that monster for sure. Uh, played with Carmelo in his career. Was um, Was a solid point guard for that Denver Nuggets team. Obviously, like I said, uh, won, ch- won a championship with the Pistons. He is another great point guard in NBA history. They call him. They don't just call him Mr. Big Shot for no reason. He hits big shots in big moments. And he could be coaching another man who hits big shots in big moments. Really, like, Damian Lillard is probably one of the clutchest players of all time. He's one of the cl- 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 He is the clutchest player in the NBA right now, for sure. No debate about it. So having a player like Chauncey Billups that will put him in the situations where they can just win all the time, I believe Chauncey Billups will be that perfect coach for the Portland Trailblazers. Now for the Orlando Magic, like I said, they have parted ways with Steve Clifford. Even though he has overachieved with that team many times, with Nikola Vucevic pretty much their only corner piece um, of that franchise, they just added Markel Fultz. They have Terrence Ross, who's a very solid player. Uh, He gives you 12 to 14 points a night. Shoots efficient from uh, field goal range and three-point range. But Terrence Ross is not a star in the NBA. Uh, he is a great role player. He fits his role great. But the Magic needed... Uh, and they actually gave up on Vucevic. Vucevic was traded to the Bulls earlier this season. The Magic just lost a bunch of games. Cole Anthony also got injured as well. So next year is just going to be a complete new team. Not new team, but complete switch up for the Magic. They got Cole Anthony at point guard now. Markel Fultz at shooting guard. That's what I believe is going to happen. I don't think they're going to have Cole Anthony off the bench because just like his dad, Broken really run the offense at an efficient level. So I believe they should have Cole Anthony at their starting point guard and Markel Fultz at their shooting guard spot because Bro is a very dynamic scorer when he wants to be, when he's being aggressive. So I believe that backcourt would be very deadly if they have a coach that implements uh, practice, hard work, and being dedicated to their craft. So, obviously, Chauncey Billups and Juwan Howard going into that category as well because they are very solid coaches in their own right. Now some more news for the Lakers. As you guys know, Lakers are gone out of the playoffs. Suns wiped them out. I talked about it in my last video. It's just upsetting to say as a Lakers fan. And... Rob Palinka's response to all the backlash of, uh, or not the backlash of people thinking, oh, everyone's gone this year except um, AD and Braun. Rob Rob Palinka has said that he is going to try to keep the core group together, and that core group obviously consists of LeBron, AD, I believe Kuzma, Schroeder, and uh, and KCP. I believe that's the core group they're talking about. But as a Laker fan. It's been really. It was really sad watching us get eliminated in the first round, especially to Devin Booker. I love Devin Booker. Devin Booker is such a such a hooper, bro. Does everything on the basketball court. He's also becoming a very solid defender. 
So props on props on him for involving his game every single year. But he is a young player, and he knocked us out. We are a vet squad. I was really surprised about that, especially getting out in game six. But we'll worry about next year, and what Rob Blink is saying is we're going to keep that core group together. I don't really believe that, like I was saying. I really do believe that he's going to trade Kuzma and KCP and possibly like Andre Drummond or Montrezl Harrell, sign them back again um, and trade for a third star, another player that can get their own shot off. When AD is injured, because AD is injury prone, he is injured all the damn time. It's Mr. Street Clothes or, or Street Clothes is what uh, Charles Barkley calls him. And that's the perfect name for him. Bro's in his street clothes 24-7. And even when he's on the court, he plays, he'll have like a couple of good games and then just get like deesh like the next game some type of little injury and it's very frustrating my thing is I believe he's kind of out of shape he's looked kind of um lethargic and kind of flabbier than he was last year so that's just my opinion I know I'm just some guy speaking my my truth but in in my bedroom (laughs) in a in an iphone but this is just what I think so I really do believe he was not in great shape this year and that's what caused a lot of his injuries he got a little championship hangover from last year in the NBA bubble so I really do think we should trade Kuzma KCP I love KCP but to probably get a solid piece we need to trade KCP but if we don't have to just Kuzma um what's brother's name Dennis Schroeder We'll sign him again, sign and trade, and Andre Drummond or Montrezl Harrell sign and trade just so we can get another third player on our squad that's a d- dynamic score that can play defense and especially can get his own shot off. So that is the news for today. That's the news I have for y'all. Oh, wait, actually, it's not. Let me get into <laughs> See, I'm like speaking too soon. Let me get into the Hawks and Sixers game. Hawks and Sixers game one. Now, this game really surprised me. Hawk came out on top. Hawks are no joke. They ended the season 22 and 11, and they are really an elite team. Uh, Trey Young finished with 30 plus points. Bogey finished with 20 points. Obviously, Capella with 10 plus boards. And B dropped 39. Simmons had 10 and about um, eight assists. The Hawks hit 18 threes. But the end of this game was insane. Sixers went on an 11 0 run with uh, 50 <laughs> with 50 seconds left on the clock. They they went on an 11 0 run. The score is 115-118, but um, Bogey hits a big three to put them up six with 30 seconds left. But then Trey Young turns the ball over. The, the 76ers get the ball, obviously make a layup, so the score is close again. Then this, the Hawks turn the ball over again. 76ers get the ball, make a layup. But then someone hits a three, and then they get fouled, and the score is 128-124. Hawks win. I really do think Sixers are going to come out this series on top, but the Hawks are looking scary and are surprising everybody right now. Now, Clippers-Mavs. The Mavs are officially eliminated from the playoffs. The Clippers took the dub, took the Game 7 dub. Kawhi Leonard went insane. Clippers went on a 22-2 run, um, and then a 22-4 run to end to the to end the third. So if you're ending a quarter like that, especially the third going to the fourth quarter, you're usually going to take the dub. Porzingis did play big for the Mavs, though. He had about 15 points and uh, five and like eight boards. Doncic was struggling from the free throw line, which he was doing uh, most of the playoffs. 
but he was playing insane every other facet of the game. Marcus Morris played big for the Clippers, and I believe that was one main reason why they took the dub. Because obviously you have Kawhi, um, Kawhi, I missed, I mi- I'm mixed up Kawhi and Paul George's name. Obviously, if you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, that's an elite team. But when you have players like Marcus Morris, who they got to be another scorer on that squad and obviously defender, having him step up and hit big threes, that's going to help you a lot. And you're usually not going to win games. You're not usually you're usually not going to lose games with him going off like that. All right, y'all. I'm going to go over the games that are going on today, and then I'm going to be done with this podcast. So if you guys actually have any topics that you guys want me to talk about, if you guys want to hit me up in the DMs, like I've said, and talk to me about some sports, please do. I want some guests on here. So if you want to be a guest on my podcast, just hit me up and light work, you'll be on it. So the games today, we have Bucks and Nets and Nuggets and Suns. I have, for the Bucks and Nets, I have Bucks getting the win, tying the series up. I really do believe they'll tie the series up. And then for Nuggets and Suns, ooh, this is a tough one. I had the Suns taking the dub in this one. I really, I think the Suns are going to win this series, win that series. All right, y'all. That is my podcast for today. I hope y'all enjoyed it. hope y'all have a great week. Deuces.